Hi, I'm River Castellonia, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Dream Chasers, this is Amy J. And thank you so much for tuning in to episode 108 of Chasing Dreams. Yeah, guys, we're into triple digits. It still hasn't hit me yet. Uh, But we're still bringing amazing people to you and sharing their stories. And this Dream Chaser is no exception. In fact, uh, we had to actually stop talking off the record and be like, listen, we need you're talking too many gems. Okay, we're going to have to start recording. And so I want to introduce you guys so we can get to the conversation. Welcome River Castellonia. He currently studies mechanical engineering at Manhattan College, specializing in solid modeling and mechanical design. After working on Nobel Prize winning research at Brookhaven National Laboratory, he began his undergraduate in engineering. During his first academic year at Manhattan College, he began working for Tesla Motor Inc. in their sales division to develop skills in both marketing and business. Combining both his technical and business background, he helped to co-found Haven Labs, a nonprofit that designs 3D printed prosthetics for amputees in the New York area. How awesome is that, right? Technology has come so far, and he is a busy, busy man, and we were lucky to get him here. River, how are you doing today? Hey, Amy. Oh, man, thank you so much. Uh, Just really genuinely appreciate you taking the time out to have me on your incredible show. And, uh, you know, on behalf of the whole team, uh, you know, we really just want to thank you. So thank you very much. Well, you're welcome. But uh, the honor is mine because you are doing some first class work, and you have done some first class talking in your TED talk. And, you know, before I get too far down the road, what are you doing currently? I know I said a little bit about it in the introduction, but currently nonprofit Haven Labs. You're also still studying. What's going on here? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I recently I just walked in my uh, graduation for, for school. That was kind of crazy, but I still have a couple classes I have uh, left to finish up uh, at Manhattan. Um, right Congratulations. Now, I, oh, th- thanks. It definitely was, uh, was, it was a tough road, but um, you know, it was super crucial to, to go and, and get that done. And it's, it's definitely helped uh, a lot in the journey. Uh, and right now I am actually in uh, California. So I am uh, Right now, just I, I have an internship uh, at the Tesla factory, so that's that's definitely been super uh, exciting and a lot of things, you know, uh, going on uh, there. So yeah, uh, and you know, we're working with our team now to uh, with with Haven Labs to really um, get the utility band um, going, which is a new device that we recently just uh, released on uh, both Thingiverse and uh, My Mini Factory. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been, uh, it's been a ride for sure, but, uh, you know, we're really excited about uh, all the things that we've got going on. And you do have a lot going on. I mean, 
aside from the cool internship with Tesla again that you have, you also did a TED Talk. And I'm actually very curious about this TED Talk. And it's entitled The Second Chance That Changed My Life. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um it's pretty crazy. Um so when I when I first started uh in college, I was going to school uh upstate uh at uh, Siena College for uh, about two years and I was studying physics. And while I was there, I was going through a ton of just, you know, really rough, uh rough moments. Um I began to realize like, you know, physics wasn't really uh, where I saw myself and uh you know I thought that maybe going to New York City and uh, studying engineering would be a better fit for me. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've always had a fascination with New York City. And it's kind of, you know, for me growing up was kind of like the, uh, you know, the place where dreams are, are really built. And so going to study there really, really helped me uh, quite a bit. You know, I was going through really uh, rough time, just figuring out, you know, and what I, what I wanted to do. And I think that for a lot of people, you know, when they get out of high school and they start up college, it's sort of the first pivotal moment for them yeah. to really start working on, you know, themselves and their dreams and things that they really uh, want to do and want to achieve. And I kind of took a step back and I was like, man, you know, all these ideas that I had and I wanted to do, uh, the, they're just not really happening. And it was, it was kind of a, a wake up call. And one day I literally, you know, I never really believed in like epiphanies or anything like that, but literally one day I had, I'd woken up and I was like, I got to transfer. <laughs> I have to go. And, uh, I literally just sat all day, uh, finding schools and I, I found Manhattan. I applied and I took the tour a few weeks later and, and uh, I transferred. So, <laughs> so you did that all on a wake up call, literally. Yeah. 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 It was like an alert. I can't really describe it, but, you know, I just really began to think and I was like, you know, I'm already, I think at that point I was, I was 20, 21. And it was like, man, you know, time is really flying by. It's, it seemed, and it's like, you know, what, you know, when, at what point, you know, am I going to make a change? And I just decided to, to just take the chance and, I'm really happy that I did it. So it really, it really helped me a lot. And I, honestly, in many ways, it gave me my life back. So I was, I was really happy, you know, with the, with the result of, of everything. So. So aside from the work call, because I think a lot of college students kind of feel this, maybe even face it themselves. What were you feeling? Was it anxiety or just doubt about where you were headed? Yeah, it was definitely anxiety. And, and for sure, a ton of doubt. But I also think that, you know, when you're in an area or a place where you're not really getting um, certain, the, the right kind of support um, for what it is that you want to do, you know, you can really, it can do quite a bit of, you know, damage, I think, internally. Um, and being able to say, hey, you know, I, I really need to figure out what it is I want for myself. You know, because I mean, I was studying physics, but it wasn't really, like I said, something that I was, I think, in, in love with. And I, I, I definitely sort of took a kind of a step back and was like, you know, this this kind of needs to needs to change. And so that's that's kind of when I started looking to uh, to transfer. That was 
you know, definitely for sure a big moment. Can I ask why you went down that road initially? Oh, like the uh, transferring or, or physics? No, phys- like just what? why did you even go take physics or just down that approach yeah. when you first started college? Um, yeah, I, well, growing up, you know, I, some of my like big idols were, um, you know, Neil deGrasse, uh, uh, Michio Kaku, you know, Bill Nye, and then also my physics teacher in uh, high school, Dr. Uh, Paul Fritz, who really made uh, a huge impact on me. You know, and I began to realize, like, man, you know, all these people, you know, had studied physics and they, they had, you know, this uncanny ability to really solve like all these different types of problems. And that to me was really fascinating. And it was kind of the um, underlying foundation for, you know, all science. You know, it was pretty like a, a wow thing for me. So I, I wanted to give it a shot. And I think we all, I mean, I'm notorious, and I probably have said this on previous episodes. For having changed my major multiple times, I started off chemical engineering. To this day, I don't know why I started with that, but but I had chemical engineering with a computer science minor because I always knew I wanted to do something with computers, but I didn't actually know anything about computers except that I used it back in the day. (laughs) And so with that summer, when I first took my, my first computer science course, uh, that's when I was like, okay, this this is not a minor kind of thing. I wa- I loved what I was doing. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I changed my my masters and made my majors to chemistry. Uh, I think it was chemistry and computer science, math, like a double mas- a double major instead of a wow. major minor kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then changed it to computer science with a math minor, and then you know, but I think it's a process. Right. And so I was curious to see if, if why you started it, you know, I didn't even know why I started. I think a lot of people think (laughs) one thing, but like you, you changed yours. We don't really know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was kind of like going with uh, what seemed like uh, a good, I guess, just like underlying foundation for, for science. Cause I knew I always liked science, even though I wasn't, it's going to sound, I guess, kind of crazy, but I was never, good at it. uh, But I always really appreciated the subject. And I thought that it always held a lot of value. Um, You know, growing up, my my uncle, who was a huge role model for me, he was really like the first person in our family to go and become an engineer. And so seeing him, you know, in his journey uh, was definitely a a really like impactful experience uh, as a kid. So I, I think that was also another kind of big, big part of it, too. Before your transfer and from your TED talk, sorry guys, spoilers, you know, you've had to take some courses multiple times. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had to take uh Calc three uh three times. I had to take physics one twice, calc one twice. Yeah, a bunch of classes. I mean it's it's really difficult, but um, you know, even if something is really hard and even if you fail at something, it doesn't make you a failure. And I think it took um, me to transfer and to kind of continue on the on that hard path to realize that um, because now that I can look back, I I mean I can really say hey I like really know that subject um, and you know you, you take a lot of pride and and sort of um, what it took to get there you know you really do appreciate it. I, I mean I think your story actually shows that it 
even though things are difficult and maybe it's something you enjoy, it's still the thing to do. Maybe you just need to find a better environment. Oh yeah. I mean, your, um, your environment is key. Um, you know, who, who you surround yourself with is, um, is really important. And, and also just getting the, you know, help and, uh, and support that you need, um, to, to really fulfill what it is that you want. You know, life is very short. And so you kind of have to look at, um, you know, your, your situation from all angles, you know, that's, that's definitely super important. And the thing is, right. Um, we were talking about this off offline, which guys, yeah. this is why we had to, like, I ever we had to stop talking so I can start recording because it's just some great stuff. You said something that I thought was very profound. Um, do you remember what it was? Can you say it or do you want me to say it? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, that um, many people, um, they tend to, especially, you know, kids in college when they first start college, they will typically do things that they are good at, not necessarily things that they um, like or enjoy. And that's the thing. I mean, it, it's twofold, right? Uh, that on top of some people also, they'll work on something hard and work on it and work on it, not do well and just become disheartened by it Yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have the opposite story where this is something you, you kind of were interested in, was difficult. You found a new circumstance, new environment, and your story was different at that point. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it. There, there was also something else that I had realized uh, all, too, which was um, it, it's also like why people do what they do. Um, and I think it, I actually just kind of came to this realization very recently. But I think that the why is sort of broken down into two different components. It's kind of it's like what I call like the, the selfish why and then the selfless why. Hmm. You know? And if if you're doing things, for instance, for the title or for the prestige or for that car or for that house that you have been eyeing, you know, that's kind of the, the selfish why. And if you don't achieve those things, you will likely there'll be no repercussion for that. You're kind of the only person you have to answer to. But when you have a more selfless why, you know, when you're doing it for, let's say, you know, your, your sick grandmother or, you know, your mother who has been there for you for your whole life, um, you know, or, or your father, you know, that, you know, you have to answer to, to, some, to somebody for that. And so, uh, you know, you're, you're less prone to giving up. So for me, you know, along the way, as hard as it's been, um, you know, I, I do everything I can, you know, basically, you know, for my, for my parents and my family, they have been my rock and they have definitely helped to open my eyes to, you know, many, many things. And even though that things were hard, you know, for them, you know, when, when we were growing up, they, they never gave up. And so, um, you know, that, that's, I think that's definitely kind of where I, I get it from, uh, you know, that kind of, even though things get tough, you know, you, you don't just, give it up. You know, it's how they, how they raise me. So I, you know, I definitely, uh, I'm super grateful for that. And then maybe it's that resiliency that had you doing what you were passionate about, what you love, because I think you're right. That observation you made about how 
oftentimes people do what they're good at versus what they enjoy and what they love because it's easy, right? If you're good at something, it's easy to do. Oh, yeah. Right. So why would you do something different? Even if you love it, it's harder, right? A lot of people feel they can't do both because, I mean, I'm good at some things and I do that during the day. But what I love to do, I I still find a way to do it is just at night. But there are some people yeah. who where it's uh, all or nothing, I find. I mean, have you have you seen that in your experiences? Yeah, I guess um, it's definitely something that I, I, I've definitely taken notice to. And I, I mean, I almost did the same thing. I almost quit physics to do something totally unrelated because it was something that, you know, I was I was a bit better at. But I, I remember I sat down with my dad and he was telling me, you know, you're 18 now. There's really not much I can say or, or do. You know, you're a young man. And, um, you know, just know that every person gets their day. But if you quit right now, you'll, you'll never get that. Mm. Um, and uh, I thought about not me at that point, but I thought about me 10 years in the future. And what would I say to myself at that point. So, um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's really important. Everything is, everything is an investment, um, especially time. So I think that even though things get tough in certain circumstances, uh, you have to really think about how it's going to impact you later. I mean, you know, I, I think that people that will switch from something that is harder to something that is much easier. It's something that they kind of get away from in the moment, but for the long term, it's something that will definitely come back, which I, I think it's it's really all about just investing in like long term happiness. And that's a difficult concept to wrap your head around immediately. Yeah. Like, for it, sure. yeah. you know, it's it's one of those things where especially um, for young people and you know what, though, it's guys, if you are young. And you haven't gotten that debt, whether it be school loans, credit card loans, whatever. Um, think about that up front. A lot of people, I think, uh, tie themselves to the thing they are unhappy with because of financial reasons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's again, but again, it's not to say, hey, if you have that financial difficulty right now, don't. Do the hard thing. Don't do the easy thing to kind of pay for it. What a friend of mine in her wise wisdom said, I I work my day job to pay for my hobbies, the things that she loves to do, the things she enjoys. And, and oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, you, you definitely, you know, it's all about, you know, personal fulfillment. Um, and, you know, you, you can sort of... Uh, you know, you can sort of do that, you know, you can kind of have, have your cake and eat it too, in the sense of, you know, doing, doing that thing that helps to, um, propel your, your interests. And, um, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, if it's really important to you, no matter how challenging it may be to navigate, you know, you can really always find a way. There's always a way to get from point A to point B. It's just about finding that path. You know? Right. It may not be the most obvious answer. It may not be the one you like, yeah. but there's a way. Isn't that funny? It's it's the thing that 
hey, there is a way. It's that that window over there that's open. Yeah, it's not what you wanted, (laughs) but it's a way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's just about, you know, getting creative with the two and sort of like innovating a solution um, and looking at it differently. I've noticed that, you know, when a bunch of people go one way, sometimes, not all the time, but that's a good point for me to really take a step back and see wh- what what's really going on. And um, maybe maybe the other way is, is actually better. Very possible. So, very possible. But here's something interesting that you've done that I find in, in talking about something hard, something easy. Um, you worked at Tesla Motors in their sales division, right? Marketing business. You use that with your background to create Haven Labs. Mm-hmm. Haven yep. Labs, the purpose uh, is to design 3D printed prosthetics for amputees in the New York area. Yeah, yeah. Um, How so, did that come about? Yeah, so it's pretty uh, interesting because, so growing up, my my grandfather was a huge part of uh, part of my upbringing and part of just my life. Um, you know, to this day, I can honestly say that he is, you know, my my best friend. And, um, you know, he, he's a veteran. He did uh, 25 years in the Air Force. Wow. Uh, and he he was a medic. Uh, and, and he saw a lot of really just difficult things uh, in his time of, you know, serving. And I actually reflected on a lot of those stories as I was going through transferring and starting, you know, Haven Labs with, uh, with uh, my co-founders, uh, Brian and uh, my cousin, Ron. And it was, um, you know, a point of reflection that, you know, because my grandfather is one of the kindest people I think I have ever met. You know, he's the type of person where he, he would do anything to help somebody in need. You know, he, he really is a, a selfless selfless person. And, you know, he, he was really a big part of, of why we actually started, um, started Haven Labs. That's awesome. But I mean, uh, the fact that you took the leap to do that, I mean, at such a young age, right? I, I love that you're doing it in honor of your, your grandfather, that you're doing this amazing thing with your family. But to take such yeah. a leap at that time, on top of the fact that you're still in school, did you not have any reservations about this? Was it, yeah, we're doing this. That's it. Let's, let's um, go. I actually was, was really scared. Um, so I were you the holdout? It. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> we, I jumped right in. With, <laughs> I jumped right in. I mean, I was definitely nervous. But, um, you know, I, what happened was, so I had just finished reading um, Elon Musk's biography. And I was on the train and uh, I was sitting there and I was like, man, you know, being able to make a difference, making a change, you know, through all the adversity that he had faced uh, and still going through, you know, with with his vision of the way that he wanted to help shape humanity and help the world. That really left a huge impact on me. Uh, And I reached out to, you know, my my good friend, Brian. Uh, and my cousin uh, Ron and you know we we really just got uh, everything started and then we we were able to uh, team up with another good friend of mine um, 
uh, Amin Hassani, who is uh, our lead designer, who has been doing some really incredible uh, work with us and has really helped to kind of carry out the the vision of everything um, that we we're, were trying to do. But um, yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely a really scary moment. Um, you know, what happened was, you know, we 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 really just it, we're just a couple of guys that had an idea and we we ju- just really wanted to give it a shot you know there's never a a perfect time for those type of things i feel like uh and if you feel strongly about it and it's something that you you really want to do i i think that you know you can always find a way so you talk about it as though this was an easy thing to do but guys he's still in school Yes, you congratulations you you did walk. But yeah. you you have that going on. You did this. This isn't some um lemonade stand. I mean, yeah. You you've it done was- an amazing thing and and I hope you understand how big of a thing this is. How awesome it is that you took this leap that you've done this thing because it truly is. Yeah, no, thank you so much. And I mean, again, I could not have done it without, you know, everyone on the team. They were definitely the perfect, you know, uh, group of individuals to help bring everything to life. Um, so, yeah, definitely 100 percent could not have done it without without them. Well, let's let's ask this. So how many years has Haven Labs been in action? I guess would yeah. be the best way to say it. Um, so we grouped up. Um, so me, Ron, and Brian got together in uh, August 2015, and we started working on the first device uh, in that fall. So fall, uh, I think fall 2015 into spring 2016, uh, and that's when we created. Uh, our first device, which was um, Utility Gauntlet version one, and that basically was um, supposed to be a really uh, multifunctional uh, prosthetic for um, upper limb uh, amputees, and really it was uh, supposed to put a um, an emphasis on customization for uh, an individual that uh, needed a device uh, like that for, you know, like a partial forearm. And basically, you know, you would take a 3D scan of the uh, individual's uh, residual limb, and then you could actually project that scan on the inside of of the um, socket. And that would be sort of like a um, perfect fit. So it would actually match and mimic their geometry uh, to a T. Um, but, uh, and so what we did was we open sourced that design and, um, because at the time we didn't have any sort of 3d scanning equipment. And so we figured that if we had open sourced it, uh, you know, we could definitely get, you know, a research institution to, um, hopefully use it and and distribute it. Um, but uh, after that, we realized that it was kind of difficult to reach, um, a, a very wide, group of people because it is so um, specialized because it required that uh, kind of technology. So then we started working on dozens more of uh, different prototypes with the same concept in mind. And um, five five uh, prototypes later, we, we created the um, utility band, 
which is um, basically it's it's very simple. And we wanted to create something that was um, not intimidating for people that maybe are just getting into 3D printing, because we realized that obviously, you know, not everyone that um, needs um, this device is always um, super tech savvy or is, you know, a seasoned maker. So we wanted to make something that was very simple, um, you know, very nice looking. And also if a replacement part needed to be 3D printed, it didn't take uh, very long to print that. So assembly is virtually seconds. Um, and right now the tools that we have provided will help amputees perform basic tasks such as um, holding forks, uh, knives and spoons and pencils and uh, a bunch of other uh, tools. And we're actually going to be um, launching some more tools um, this upcoming week um, that will allow amputees to um, hold uh, cups um, as well as uh, a phone holder, which will be, you know, definitely, uh, I think, really useful um, for day to day, day to day tasks. That's beyond impressive. I mean, the work you're doing, the people you're helping is is fantastic. And now you are a team of how many? So right now, it's me, Ron, uh, Brian, my friend Jed, and uh, my cousin Anthony, as well as Amin, who, uh, as I mentioned before, he's, uh, he's heading up the design on our devices and has really been, you know, super um, pivotal in, in uh, our kind of moving forward. I mean, it, it's it's awesome to hear how you've taken an idea and you're forging forward with that idea, despite the fact that, you know, it's not easy doing what you're doing, but the people you're helping and you seem to be very passionate about it. I, I could be making that up, but it comes through, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, um, you know, I think that um, at the end of the day, it's really important that you do something that you that you love and that you care about you know life is very short and i think that many times you know people will really stop and think about man you know all this time has passed by and you know i really should have just gave that a shot and that's kind of the thinking that i have with this and along with the rest of the team you know th this really was important and it really mattered and um it had the potential to really help you know a lot of people and so i i really hope that uh you know the that, you know, we, we continue forward and, and I know that we will. Um, and I know that, uh, you know, that our tools will, um, expand over time and again, everything moving forward and, and currently and, and in the past, um, is all open source. So again, uh, you know, cause we don't charge, we, we will never charge for these kind of devices. You know, if you have access to a 3d printer, you know, you can print these out and, and now, you know, even libraries like local libraries are having, um, 3D printers available, and there's makerspaces um, all over that will, uh, you know, allow you to access, you know, the proper materials to um, to print this. So, yeah, we really just wanted to make it uh, accessible because, you know, these are, I think these are devices that will help with um, may maybe not all um, cases um, with, with individuals that, that may need a, a prosthetic or an assistive device, but it will definitely help we believe it, a very large uh, number of people. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really great. I mean, we're, we're so excited to, um, you know, 
carry out with the what the next project will be. So, <laughs> no, that's it's fantastic. So, will, will you be focusing on this full time after your internship? Definitely, I I plan to definitely stay with the team for as long as I, I as long as I can imagine, <laughs> and to keep pushing this full steam. You know, we're just getting started, uh, and you know, I think that in the future we will definitely have um, you know even more projects to get out there and to um, to help people. So yeah, I definitely see myself being on the team full-time after uh after graduating that's awesome and uh can't wait to see what else you have in store for the world river but before you do go off and and continue helping what is something you would recommend to someone chasing their dream an action item you would tell them to take today i think the most important thing is to know that those thoughts that you have about a certain idea Sometimes I think people talk themselves out of it, uh, that, man, you know, I don't have the, the resources to do this. I you know I don't have the sometimes the maybe even the proper education necessary to, to do this. But you have the ability to create whatever it is that you choose. You know, this is really your path. This is your life. You know, our team, when we started out, we had very little money. I mean, literally our first printer, I, I had saved up enough money just to, just to have our first printer. And, you know, from there we had uh, a GoFundMe campaign and that was, that was enough to really get us, get us going. So take, take the leaps and bounds. And, you know, a lot of people will tell you that it, you can't do something or, you know, you're not good enough or you're not smart enough. Um, I was told this many times, many, many times. And to this day, you know, occasionally I'll still hear these things and it, it's fine, you know, but the important thing to know is that, you know, you believe in it and that makes it important. So never give up, go out, you know, really have a super strong work ethic and whatever it is that you do, make sure that you have an incredible team because they are going to be the really the the soul of it. I mean, that you guys all believe in it together. I think there's a saying, um, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, uh, go together. And I think that that holds very true. So, oh, I yeah, that. yeah, <laughs> there's no way this would happen without, you know, the, the, the team that I have. So, yeah, th th those all all those things are definitely super, super crucial in kind of creating something brand new, I would say. Well, River, thank you so much for coming onto the show. I love that advice because I think it's very important, especially about surrounding yourself with people who also believe in what you believe in, because I think you go farther. You do. I think that quote was very apt, but thank you so much for coming onto the show and sharing all of that. Oh, Amy, thank you. I, I really can't, uh, you know, express my gratitude. I, you know, really had a great time, uh, on the show and, um, you know, I'm looking forward to future episodes. I'll definitely be tuning in. Thanks, Server. Awesome. Thank you so much, Amy. Hey, guys, that was River Castellonia coming onto the show from Haven Labs, sharing his background, his story, his trial. I don't want to say trials, but like his persistence 
in chasing his dream, I guess would be the best word. Cause you know, you know, to have that second chance to find something he's passionate about and pursue it. And now he's working on it. That's something we want all for all of you. That's something I hope you all can say and come on the show and share. So definitely, definitely check out all the links uh, and notes and more information about river and Haven labs and the work they're doing on the show notes page over at chasing dreams, hq.com slash episode 108. That's episode 108. Uh, I guess I should say episode 108. You get it. All right. Until next time, guys, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing.